Thank you for tuning in to Coppin' with Comic. I'm Brian Coppin' or it's Comic Jonathan Lee Ray. Jonathan Lee Ray, how the hell are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, so so great to have you on. We follow you everywhere. You are Jonathan. Well, you're John. You're John the the Ray. Yeah, yeah. Nice got to do a nice little pun there. John the Ray yeah. uh, on all the social medias. Don't get it confused. Yeah, Jonathan Lee Ray is actually at John the Ray at both uh twitter and instagram but also uh jonathan um was john the ray.com taken you know uh that's <laughs> i i didn't i never looked i think you know i want to make it a little bit less confusing when people are trying to search <laughs> my actual name on uh websites and such <laughs> yes yes and real quick are you the it says you were based in chicago but you spent some time in new york including the bronx that's it. That's uh, correct. Uh, born and uh, raised right around there. So, uh, yeah, born in the Bronx, raised in Yonkers. Uh, so, uh, what's, Chicago, York- what's, yeah, what's Chicago like for you? Uh, Comparatively. Um, definitely you say- less. Yeah, it's colder. Uh, <laughs> uh, definitely less people. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I think like the the energy is definitely midwestern just in the sense of um in new york people are very um will tell you how they feel to their face you know what i'm saying it's very like you know how someone feels about you where in midwestern culture and especially here in chicago people are a little bit more uh you know kind of to your face talk crap about you uh behind your back you know okay and is that um, true of the comedy communities like were you in the comedy community in new york or not really yes yes i was as okay. well um Great question. Um, no, I think the energies are somewhat similar. I think, if anything, though, New York is a little bit more gatekeepy. I don't know how <laughs> things have been now because, you know, there's been a huge reshuffling of all the comedy theaters. But I guess, like, the way that I always felt about it was, like, in New York, I felt like I had to really earn my spot. Uh, and that was definitely self-imposing. No one ever said that to me. But it definitely felt like there were, like, rings of achievement i had to pass before i had like the privilege of like talking to certain performers and such in the scene you know um when in chicago i never really felt that energy like i could talk to someone on main stage or etc of second city or you know there really wasn't a level of like um oh you need to like you know be someone to talk to these people and in fact generally people are like happier uh, to speak to things. And, you know, once again, I th- like I do think people in New York are also very happy to talk to and stuff like that. Uh, but I think just the energy that I had felt, especially just starting up, was like, oh, these people will not give me the time of day unless I am something to them. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, and if you're a scene there, chances are it's because, you know, you, you just didn't get as far as you wanted to. And this yeah. is the only pride that you have. You know, gatekeeping, yeah. gatekeeping is the only thing that you can do at that point. Uh, but I, but I noticed, you know, some of the bigger comedians that I inter- interviewed who were not, they, they've gotten, well, I guess they were pretty big when I interviewed them, but they got even bigger since, but, you know, John Marco Cerezi and Maddie Smith, like those, those people are just fucking, you know, approachable because you just need to get on every show to see if your stuff's funny. And so I think mm-hmm. the pandemic kind of opened that up a little bit because, you know, there's just, you know, reshuffling, you know, not only to online, but outdoor stuff that, you know, they're doing yeah. shows in Central Park and shit. And so yeah. you know, what did you do during the pandemic? Were you in Chicago? How did you handle it comedy wise? 
go. Uh, I uh, you learn you learn sailing. You're like I learned fuck yeah, COVID, fuck land. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's less COVID out on the sea, on the high seas. Uh, but um, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, I did like you know try doing some of like the Zoom shows, and they were god awful. So I was like, no, uh, this isn't for me. Uh, and I actually used that time to really take a break and like work on my own like personal health so you know i started working out a bunch and like you know i lost a bunch of weight and uh i was uh which i've gained all back by the way Uh, i've done it all the time yeah i've lost like i've Um, lost 50 to 80 pounds on maybe five occasions and let me tell you the only thing i want to do when i get to the bottom is just start eating eating again again yeah and not to blame this person because i'm very happy but it was something like you know uh, at the time I was, uh, wasn't dating anyone. I was single taking care of myself. And then like I started dating someone who was like, well, I guess I got my, uh, I, I, I reached my goal, which was, uh, you know, be attractive enough now and fit enough that I found someone. <laughs> and now that they have gotten to know me and my personality, uh, working out every day is not as important. Uh, uh yeah. And know. are you still with that person or? I am. I am. I oh, am. good. You know, and so you just thing. let, you just let yourself go. Like, first of yeah. all, she was like, I need to put some weight on Jonathan so that yeah. he's less attractive to other yeah. Uh, people but then yeah. you're like I'm just gonna keep on going with this shit exactly exactly <laughs> uh but yeah so I just really like because I think pre-pandemic I really was like in the grind you know what I'm saying like I was doing like you know three shows a night and you know staying up and for audiences with like you know four people and like but this is the hustle you know what I'm yeah. saying this is this is the grind and I think the pandemic really I mean we're, we're still in it but like it really helped me like reevaluate and be like oh like why am I, why am I doing this to myself? You know, like is, I, is I tried. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, well, sorry to interrupt, but we'll, keep, no, no, we'll stay on, we'll stay on this topic because it's interesting. Uh, but the whole, like, you know, you're in the hustle grind three shows a night for four people. Like, is that wrong? I mean, is, is comedy is, is hustling good to the extent that it only, it introduces you to fellow people in the scene, like other people at your level so that you can start up your own show, exchange stage time to have more people, stuff like that. Like, is the hustle necessary to the extent that you're meeting people rather than working on material? It's like, yes and no to a point, right? Like, I think at a certain point, like you meet everyone who you're going to meet or the people that you work closely with, like you'll find like your tribe, so to yeah. speak, you know, yeah. but um it, it, at a certain point too at least like you know on the improv sketch world kind of things like you're doing all these shows and you're making these connections but like you're not really getting paid for any of this stuff you know yeah, yeah. And, and at a certain point it's like you know there will always be another show and maybe sleeping and taking care of yourself is is good you know uh-huh. and uh, i think sometimes it's like oh but this person's doing this show and you know i don't want to be behind and blah, blah 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 but like at the end of the day it's like oh like i want to I want to take care of myself. Um, Good. You, know. you find that, that that chance to recharge can also reduce the kind of creative. The, Absolutely. You the creative juices back. Absolutely. Because uh, eventually things come become like self-referential, you know, like you're doing yes. a comedy for so long and now you're just performing for your friends who come see the show all the time. So it's like, <sighs> it's completely isolating to some random audience. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but like, you're having fun because it's like, you're so used to nobody being there, you know? Um, so I just think taking that break, but it's a break that I never would have given myself if not the whole world was shut down. And now that I had that time, I was like, oh, okay, uh, let me respect, be more respectful of my time a little bit more. And I think generally, I think people have been 
that way more. Um, like, you know, I, I guess like in some ways, like I'm a little bit less afraid to be like, Hey, this is show pay, you know? Uh, and <laughs> if uh, not, I might just want to sleep. Exactly. You know? Um, and I think before I'd be like, you know, I felt like I was so forbidden, you know, like, Oh my God, asking people, like, you know, we, we can't afford this. Like, this is, this is the way the industry is. You, you can't make, you can't ask people to pay you. We'd all go bankrupt, you know? Ah, he's like, difficult to work with yeah, even yeah. asking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and but, so uh, like what i mean like you're on the other are you on the other side of it now because you're an artistic director yeah on your website i don't know if it's current but said you're artistic is, director no, of yes yeah, stir stir fry stir fry what stir friday night is that, that is uh, does that have instagram or twitter yeah yeah that's uh at stir friday night on all of the social media uh okay. it is chicago's longest running asian american comedy team we've okay. been around for 27 years uh, we've had alumni like Stephen Yoon from Walking Dead and Minari and Nope, you know. Uh, um, Stephen Yoon do, Yoon do comedy? He did in Chicago. Is it um, good? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, this was before my time, but hey, he's okay. someone now, so I imagine it was uh, something, you know, something of yeah. note. Um, yeah, Danny Pudi from Community, uh, Mary Soane from AP Bio, you know, so we had some uh, pretty cool people uh, come out of the group that I have, like, inherited so to speak you know i think yeah what does the artistic director do then so the way that we um have structured the group is like we have an artistic director and we have an art an executive director and the artistic director focuses more on like the creative vision for stir friday night so kind of like what um the style of shows we're going to be doing what uh how we're going to organize the group to like you know um uh well um versus like sketch or improv or digital because at its height you know uh stir friday night had like 30 members and there were like three arms of this company you know uh we made sketches we did improv we had a whole yeah like we'd make we'd record uh digital content and stuff like that but with the pandemic and people moving to la stir friday night got very small uh aggressively small and uh, I uh, stepped in to the role uh, kind of where, where the group is on um, low power mode, so to speak. And I am trying to uh, bring us back a little bit more to our glory days where at its height, Stiffer and Knight was traveling uh, all the time to like different places and getting paid to do shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, uh, for the longest time, uh, I've kind of been waiting for some of the more established institutions to allow me to um, do that. And um, I realize now by having this group, it's like, no, I can empower myself to do this on my own. Just a little bit more of the grunt work of trying to figure out how to even get started, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would like to see, like, if I, you know, if I have hot, young, Asian, hilarious people in my, like, conference room at my job, I would think I would hire that and pay that, right? Like, are you doing, you know, are you, are you saying they are letting you or not letting you kind of book, you know, high-paid corporate gigs for your teams? Uh, I'm not saying so much about, like, the, like, companies and stuff like that themselves, uh, but I, I think more so uh, in the sense that, um you know, it's, in this community, there really aren't a lot of opportunities uh, for an improv or sketch comedian to, like, get paid, right? Oh. Uh, I think, like, the pre-established method is you, um, you know, perform at I.O. or annoyance and 
uh, get through the class of the second city, uh, get through generals or whatever, and then you become uh, uh, some uh, like someone of note, a performer at second city, and then they start paying you uh, to like tour, get on etc your main stage understudy and now you're like working a working comedian you know what i'm saying uh, after you um, first what paid for the classes not oh, been not been paid and then yes. finally been paid after you kind of tour around absolutely yeah. absolutely so but uh w- w- very fortunately the fact that stir friday night is so old you know like we do have people reaching out to us all the time like hey we'd love for stir friday night to come do this thing you know uh which is great and i think uh, and we have been doing that, but more passively, all right? Like if someone reaches out to us, we'll do a gig. But I, I think I am gearing us more so to like be more proactive in terms of a- seeking out gigs as opposed to just waiting for gigs to come to us. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, and especially yeah. if you got the Asian, you know, I don't want to say Asian angle, but there has to be you know, small business people yeah. in, the, in the Asian community who would yeah. love to kind of treat the corporate employees to something a little bit different for the day. Right. Just a, a very, yeah, yeah, the Asian point of view, which, you know, um, not like I think there has been a more of a resurgence now and just in terms of media and entertainment that people are looking for, you know, uh, diverse voices. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, to have an all, an, an all AAPI ensemble is like definitely a, a benefit and plus that, you know, many groups can't say that they have and they especially they can't say they've had the longest one. Yeah. And especially uh, if they've been sharing the stage with some greats, you know, if you bring in some, you know, some big name talent over time just yeah. shows that these people who worked with those people are just there at that level where they're ready to kind of go out there and get paid to, you know, perform for people who are actually, we're happy to see you guys because we're doing corporate drudgery every day and we just want to see, you know, a burst of energy come in the conference room. So real quick, give me the five second sailing version. We were going to talk about saying today, we never did. We're cutting yes. short, but give me the five second sailing version. Um, How good are you? How hard was it and are you going to stick with it is it on lake michigan uh, it's on lake michigan yes uh, uh this became a uh, shout out unemployment paid for my sailing classes uh because i wasn't spending it on anything else uh and um yeah I, I certified through all my classes became a skipper uh did the <sighs> longest sail i've ever did like it was like 42 nautical miles all the way to peoria i wow. wouldn't say I'm, yeah i wouldn't say i'm good enough to um sail by myself uh, but I, I am starting to feel confident in the water and it's definitely been like a highlight of my last two summers and I can't wait to learn how to do it some more. Um, Are you, also, can you get to Peoria? How the fuck do you get to Peoria from Chicago? Uh, uh, yeah, you just, Lake Michigan goes yeah. all the way up, all the way up there. Yeah. I guess I don't even know where Peoria is. You said up there. Is, is Peoria north of there? Yeah, it's north. It's like <laughs> near the Chicago Botanical Garden, if uh, oh. that is uh, helpful. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, that's just that we're going to we're going to stay tuned to all this stuff. We're going to we're going to stay tuned at Jonathan mm-hmm. But on socials, the important thing to remember is John the Ray, which is hilarious, but also stir Friday night, which is the longest running Asian American. You said AAPI was that Asian Asian American Pacific Islander. That's correct. OK, the longest running thing. And so he's got the biggest stars. And so your next show is it every Friday. Uh, yeah, we have one more show uh, this run. Uh, at the IO Theater, Fridays at 8 p.m. Dude, that, is there any big names coming, or do we have to just kind of stay tuned? There might be I guess you got to stay tuned. You <laughs> never know. You never know who's going to be there. Perfect. Jonathan, Jonathan Lee Ray, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Brian.